I love these conversations. Like, you know, the NFT stuff and the Web3 stuff is a technicality. It's a way that um, we build industries and business models. But the stuff we're talking about is like the glue. It's like our humanity. And that excites me. And that's something we'll be talking about no matter what. Welcome to the Sisterhood Club podcast, where we talk all things business, Web3 and NFTs. We're on a mission to educate, elevate, and empower women into the world of Web3. So join us on this journey as we learn together from leading experts. And remember, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Club podcast and today I am very honoured and excited to be joined by our guest. This is a woman I have followed for quite some time now and uh, she has definitely inspired me in my Web3 journey. Uh, Shira Lazar, incredible to have you on the podcast. You are an incredible CEO, founder. Your show uh, won an award, had an Emmy nomination, which is nomination. actually in nomination, <laughs> you know. We uh, did win what's trending. awards, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> won awards, you know, let's just say it's absolutely incredible. You've also got a podcast of your set, uh, of your own, um, Inside Web3, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, I am very excited to have this conversation today. It could go off in so many different ways. But first and foremost, I'd love just to go to you. Please introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got into Web3. I'd love to dive into that. Yeah, well, I so appreciate you and everything you're up to. And I love supporting fellow women in this space. I think it's really important. So yes, it's an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't even been in this space that long, but yet... I have been in digital culture for almost two decades. So I really see this as an evolution and upgrade from what I was doing in the Web2 era. And in many ways, as we know, we're not even, we're, we are in Web3, but we're like kind of also hanging out in Web2.5. And so, you know, I got into crypto in 2017 uh, and I, I kind of left it and stopped pursuing it because of course, the crash of 2018. And there was a lot happening in my life. And I just didn't have like the time or openness to pursue something new, to be honest. And so that came and went. And then last year, right after Thanksgiving, so it's, you know, November, December, 2021, I started getting asked to host Twitter spaces. And leading up to that, it was interesting because I had been asked to be an advisor to a few meme coins <laughs> that are legit, let, might I add, okay. although this is not financial <laughs> advice. Um, and, uh, and then also my wellness company, Peace Inside Live, had been hired to help with wellness programming for an NFT's Discord. And so like NFT and, and crypto were kind of just like, floating around me, you know, they were, they were saying hi and saying, please notice me. This is possibly a path you should be taking. You should probably spend some attention or spend some time on this and pay attention. And so I think finally, you know, in getting, I got COVID after Thanksgiving and it allowed me to slow down to finally pay attention. And it's unfortunate that that needs to happen. Sometimes you need something to happen in your life to let you slow down, to, stop distracting yourself with everything else. And when I was, when I, that happened, I was able to kind of see what was going on. 
and say to myself, ooh, maybe this is something worth pursuing. I ended up buying some female-founded projects, Flower Girls, Boss Beauties, Women Rise, sharing them on my social media and seeing all the incredible community and community engagement and like welcome I got. And I just, I I thought to myself, wow, this is really special. I felt the love. I felt the good vibes, the wag me. (laughs) And also I felt this energy that I I remember seeing when I had started in the early social media creator movement. It was a very similar energy. And that was when my like light bulb went off, right? Where I said, okay, I think I, I get what's happening here. It's that gut instinct. Like you don't need to look at data or spreadsheets. Like sometimes, including when you're an entrepreneur, you start seeing patterns. Pattern recognition is really important. And I think the the longer you're in in stuff, the uh, the more you can start noticing that, right? It's easier to do in many ways as you get older and you can look back <laughs> at many experiences. And so that's where a bit of, I guess, like my age and wisdom came in handy. And yeah, that, that all really helped me and encouraged me to start moving into the space. And then in the new year, I started, yeah, getting into Twitter spaces and seeing um, really the community firsthand. And I was just super inspired and I kind of got addicted to it from then on. I love it. And it's actually a very similar uh, journey to to myself. I back in sort of 2017, you know, I was dabbling in a bit of crypto, bought a bit of Ethereum, bought a bit of Bitcoin. And then obviously the crash happened. And I think there was sort of a mass exit out of there. And I was a bit like you, I was like, I don't know if I believe in this enough to to stay here. But then that sort of like end of 2021, beginning of 2022, I was actually for the first time in my life taking a bit of time out from you know, hustle and bustle. Um, yeah. And I was actually traveling at the time. And my husband was began sort of listening to some podcasts, jumping into some Twitter spaces. And he, he said to me, just, just jump on and listen to what's mm. actually going on here. Because he, he was, he was really encouraged. He said, look, I, I know that you want to sort of just switch off and enjoy this time. And isn't it funny when you actually do relax and sort of take a step back from the day to day that you're more creative and things come to you and you're able to give it space as opposed to go I haven't got time for that so I looked at it and I thought okay this is really interesting but the first thing I thought to myself because I went into a couple of Twitter spaces I thought oh my goodness, I think I'm the only female here. And the conversation that was happening was very much bro culture. And I I would never have been able to put my hand up to speak. I felt very out of place. And uh, then I sort of thought to myself, because I've got a tech recruitment business as well. And I've seen firsthand that a lot of females have been left behind when it comes to tech. Mm, And what I thought, there's a huge opportunity here for females where where are they and uh, and that's when I began to sort of follow you um, I, I minted a women rise as well I was really um, interested in that project and what they were doing so I, I love to go into now like we have a big female um, we had a lot of female listeners into this podcast and you know a lot of them are a bit more risk averse a bit more sort of on the fence still with nfts and web3 so i'd love to dive in about you know what why you think it's important for females to be curious to be come, come into this space and how can we maybe break down those barriers so they do feel welcomed when they come in yeah i mean you bring up so many points uh, and it's all relevant and i think if if we all want to be in a space and build it we need to think about that in order to let other people in like we can't just be here and be like ooh we're existing we're partying we're owning it and winning like good luck you either get it or don't you know like that's yeah. so bitchy 
you know, like I think that we need to practice what we preach in many ways, Mm -hmm. right? And lead by example. So I think about that. Like if I'm in a space and I'm excited by it and empowered by it, like why am I keeping it to myself? (laughs) But sometimes I think in the past, I mean, there's so many reasons, as you mentioned, why women haven't been included. And I think the woman, when they were, um, there wasn't enough of that visibility for others. But then also, uh, sometimes this has happened, they kept it to themselves because they're like, yeah, I'm a big, big fish in a small pond in a way, right? Like, all, I'm getting all the opportunities, the attention. And I think that if if you are someone who is getting opportunities, my hope um, is that you get to like, you know, pass on the love, right? It, it invites someone else into the room or give someone else a seat at that table who deserves it. And, um, you know, I, I think what I would say to other women who are reticent is, again, we saw what happened with tech, with the dot-com boom. I mean, some of us, uh, who knows who listening, what age you are, like maybe weren't old enough to be around to care at that time. Um, but then we saw what happened with social media, right? Like these companies blowing up um, and then people who are part of that foundation making a ton of money, and leading the way. And so then I said, well, if that's the case, like if you've seen that and now you're seeing this and we're pretty early, would you want to be part of that? Like financial abundance, like tech innovation. And then I would say is you don't even need to be a techie or like uh, an engineer or a developer to be in this space. This is a space a space that's very ripe for opportunity. A lot of jobs will be emerging here. And so I would say even in that practical sense, there's a reason to start taking time to learn and play and figure out what's right for you. On the other side of that, besides just like the work and possibility like to get opportunity, and then also if you want to be a founder or learn how to be a founder and build something yourself, maybe you're in a situation where you like, you see a problem and you feel like you have the solution. These are going to be the the places and this is going to be the industry to build in. Uh, On the other side, even if that maybe you're like, meh, do you need community? Do you want friends? Do you want to be around like-minded people? This is definitely a place for that and where you can discover that. Similar to how you would go and like find Facebook groups or I don't know, maybe let's go way back like MySpace or whatever, (laughs) like wherever you went. Or like, uh, you know, you'd find someone who, if you're, you love knitting, right? Or maybe you love a certain musician or a genre, or maybe, uh, yeah, you uh, love fashion. Maybe you love wellness, whatever you love. Also in Web3, there is a community for you. And it happens to be the entryway happens to be as an NFT. So if you can get over the hump of like the tech around it and look at it as like a similar cultural function that we've seen in the past, just with there's a new infrastructure, I think that you can see, yeah, what's possible and that there's something there for you. A hundred percent. You said so many important things there. The first thing that you said was obviously you don't need to be a techie. This is yeah. one of the biggest thing when, when I find women coming into technology, they think of like men in hoodies sitting in their basements coding. And I'm like, 
absolutely not. Like you're a female in tech. I'm a female in tech, but I- I've never written a line of code in my life. But exactly, you know, I'm yeah. passionate about the industry. And this is the first thing. It's like, let's not use technology as a weapon, right? And like you just said then, there's going to be so many jobs and opportunities coming up. Like one mm-hmm. of them, you mentioned community there, community management. That is a big skill and a very needed skill right now. So if you've got good relationship building skills, you know, you, you're, you're naturally nurturing by nature, which women, women are, there's going to be so many opportunities. And I just don't want to see like people just dismiss it because they don't understand it. Like, I exactly. to people, like I've got no idea how this is happening right now. You're in LA. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. I can see you on a screen. <laughs> We're recording this live. I've got no idea what's happening behind the scenes of technology. And I don't really care. All I know is it's happening. And that's going to be the blockchain, yes. right? You know, I <laughs> um, I did with my friend Manushka this really great presentation about Web3 101 for an organization called Black Girls Who Write. And they're writers. And we got so stuck on what is blockchain that like most of our presentation, we (laughs) couldn't even get to the opportunity because we do get stuck in the weeds on the technical stuff. And it, by the way, you need to know that, like don't cut corners because the more Mm. you like find out about this stuff, the more you're empowered and you get it. However, let's be real. If Mm. you are not someone who builds that or who cares, it's okay. You like, do you ask about how WordPress is created before you create a site? or Squarespace or Wix. Do you ask, um, you know, I don't know, people uh, how Twitter was created, the back ends, like, but how does the tweet actually hit the screen to like (laughs) then get shared? Like, no, you just do it because it's there. It's a good design. They make it accessible to you. The same with Facebook and Instagram. So if you can get over the hump of like the technicalities around it, we get so stuck in the weeds on that. And then of course, the headlines around how horrible the space is, whether it be like the the market, the, you know, money people are losing, the scams, et cetera. That I think those two things are, are the biggest reasons uh, that turn people off from this space. And so I think that the more you can be open and curious and then find like-minded communities, find people that inspire you, that you connect with. I think then the deeper you can go and everyone's at a different part of the journey as well. So like, it is okay if you know nothing, that is totally fine. Right. And that's like anything, right? Like you always start somewhere and you have to start somewhere. And so like, don't let yourself, um, you know, uh, I guess, talk yourself out of learning something new. Like I've seen people of all ages in the space, which is also inspiring. Like when I was in the social media space, you know, it became very like young influencer centric. (laughs) And that was kind of a turnoff for me at a certain point, because I said, well, I'm not that age anymore. Does that mean I can't be successful? And what I love about web three right now is I see successful women of all ages from all backgrounds, race, uh, you know, and, and living everywhere. You don't need to just also be in New York and LA. And like, and so it, it creates an openness and a sense of, yeah, that anything is possible, which we deserve that because so many of us have told, been told, or we just perceive based on media and what we see as success, or even in this space, obviously bro culture, we see that and we say, this doesn't feel like a place for me. This doesn't feel good or safe. And, and we overthink and then we judge ourselves. And then we basically, uh, get ourselves out of a possible opportunity. We talk ourselves out of it. 
And so I would say this is a space where I've felt like I've almost gained more self-worth and a, a sense of who I am that was always there, but it's now finally like really allowing me to lean into it. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think if I could do it then and embody that, wow, what's mm-hmm. possible for someone else? Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And I think because that whole sort of like courage pace, that confidence pace, that that is something that I think holds so many people back. Mm-hmm. And it's the yep. whole imposter syndrome of like not knowing enough. And at the end of the day, no one is an expert in this space right now, right? So it's like, it is an even playing field. So, you know, what, what, I guess, what advice would you actually say to somebody that could be listening to this right now that maybe is like listening to, you know, finding out about NFTs for the first time? Like where, where did you begin? Obviously your journey, how did you sort of start finding out about NFTs and why, why are you excited about them in the first place as well? Yeah. Well, one, you're in the right place because you're learning about it here in a sisterhood club. (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, and I hate the word expert, by the way, because yeah. I like I I tell everyone I'm not an expert. I'm an enthusiast. I'm an advocate. I'm learning along the way and sharing my journey with you. So mm-hmm. jump on in, like, and we're we're gonna learn together. I think that's the best way mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, so, and and tips to learn more. I mean, again, you this is a first step. Welcome or maybe you're many steps ahead. Who knows? Uh, Twitter obviously has seen a resurgence because of Mm. Web3. Who knew? My Twitter (laughs) would be a good place um, to be. Like I kept it around. People people would say to me, why are you still on Twitter? And for some reason, I had some weird instinct. (laughs) And it would be making a comeback. (laughs) Yeah. And so Twitter is a great space to be, you know, where the you know Twitter spaces, of course, mm-hmm. like live audio conversations where you get just like to sit back and dive in. And again, there are so many different topics. So like find what's right for you. Of course, I would say it's good to keep up with kind of like the the industry news to get a sense of the trends and what what's popping, what people are announcing and why. And a lot of listening needs to happen, right? Uh, and being curious constantly. I would say whether you're a beginner or wherever you are on your journey, like that's how I feel. Like I'm, I, you can't get in a way, I hate using this word, but lazy, like think, well, I know everything right now. I'm good to go. It's like this space is changing so quickly. So you need to figure out how you want to approach it. So like right off the bat, even for the beginning of my journey, collecting female founded art was a goal right? Like celebrating and supporting women um, on other minority groups. I previously worked for an LGBTQ plus music talk station for a few years here in the US. So uh, a lot of my work in the media and pop culture is definitely um, connected to advocacy work. And so that was very clear for me, like my intention in this space as I saw what was happening. So it's like, have a very, you know, as you're learning and being open and maybe you don't know why you're here, but you're like, I know there's something special here. Be patient with yourself. And then, you know, at a certain point, maybe you'll find your why. Maybe you'll say, Ooh, this really resonates. I'm going to double down here. I'll still do all this general stuff, but like, I'm going to kind of go down the rabbit hole here. And that's where you'll find an, uh, you know, 
more people and more information and more projects and more companies and other shows to listen to, right? So there really is something for everyone. And, and the job situation, you know, it's not just community managers. I mean, obviously marketers, lawyers, accountants now, like literally talk about any traditional job from any, like where we've been, there's a version of that here. And you'll be, you'll be needed in so many ways because like people are needing folks from different industries who understand crypto uh, or who are learning about it, you know, metaverse and similarly NFTs. And so just find your discipline and learn. I can't say anything more to that. And then also in the Twitter spaces, what's great is you get to like hear from people and then ask questions, get the confidence to go on stage to and ask a question. And, uh, you know, also interact with folks. Like I love continuing to get to know people in the community who also engage and interact. It's hard if you slide into someone's DMs and you're like expecting to be best friends or something like that's awkward and difficult, but I notice people who are around. I notice people are engaging. You don't need to have a huge following. I notice people that care. So spend time learning and caring. Mm -hmm. And I think that will allow you to win and succeed long term. Uh a hundred percent. And I think honestly, like Web3 is really about just building those connections. And what I'm mm-hmm. saying to people now is in the bear market, now is the time to do it. This is when I don't feel like people are being bombarded to be on podcasts or they're not being bombarded with opportunities. Like, so if you do DM someone, if you make an, a, an effort to try and connect with them online, go and like some of their tweets, retweet, engage, like you say, jump into the Twitter space, you are going to get noticed. This is why this is the opportunity. Now I'm so yeah. excited every single day that we're in this bear market because the, the people that are legit here for the right reasons, they are here. And it's these relationships that you build now that will then when the next bull run comes along, you know, you're gonna be the ones that that win essentially because that trust, those relationships have been built now. So yeah. I'm really encouraging people to build these relationships in the bear market, especially because the opportunities aren't coming thick and fast. And I I would say, even though we're living a virtual life here, relationships are solidified and built in person. And this industry has a lot of conferences and events. Sometimes I say too many, like you can't go everywhere, (laughs) but find the places that you can go that are accessible to you and meet people in person. And that's like just a blast. And you really start understanding the power of this space when you meet people in person and when you're there, like, Hands down, I've spoken to a lot of skeptics and literally the minute they ended up at a conference meeting people, they were like, I gotta get why people or love this. I, I'm like, I hate to say this because I was such a hater, but they get it. And then you actually make friends and then those are people you could possibly collaborate with or even start a company with. That's where ideas happen and start to take shape. So uh, that 100%. was that's my last tip, like really taking things offline. Yeah, I love that. I was at a, uh, a conference recently. It was up on the Gold Coast in Australia. It was the Australian Crypto Convention, and uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely was like, I think there was about five women in that whole conference, so that was quite intimidating. But then we decided to do our own um, women. In, we did a sisterhood social event, and we had loads of women show up. So I was just wow. like, well, screw it. If the women aren't going to come to these conferences, we'll start running our own events. And, hey. and yeah, you're right. The connections that we made, the friends, the, the people that we made, the friend, they're now friendships. That have been formed. 
informed. I heard some conversations of women talking about doing their own projects and, and say, oh, well, maybe we could maybe we could get together and, and, and map it out. I thought, yes, this is a sort of like community yeah. that, you know, we can all be building and get excited about. But you've also touched on something. You touched on lots of important things. But I know. Sorry. I is- just kind of went on rants. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And it just makes me go off on a tangent. So I just got to like, make sure I don't get too excited. Sorry, hashtag um, tangent. <laughs> But you mentioned the word why, and this is something that I always come back to. And I think as a, as a founder, as, as somebody that's, you know, just really trying to build something here in this space, it is remembering the why. So I'd love to sort of touch upon now, like in the spare market, I am noticing a lot of founders and, and people in general that are really struggling right now to to, to, to keep going, to find the motivation, yeah. to stay positive, to stay upbeat. And, and it's, it is remembering your why. I think that's a really big piece of it, but you are so passionate as am I about wellbeing and wellness practices. So I, I would love to sort of talk about that now because I don't, this is getting talked about enough. I think that we, we're in danger of moving into a bit of a web three hustle culture. And I, I don't want to see yeah that happen because it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. I've been on the verge of burnout before and it's no laughing matter. I've suffered with anxiety throughout all of my twenties when I was um, in recruitment and sales and it's not a good place to be and I never go back. And I'm actually grateful for it now Shira because I can identify my signs and I know when I'm pushing too hard and when to pull Mm. back. But I didn't know that in my twenties and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and I actually exhausted myself I was riddled with anxiety couldn't breathe had multiple panic attacks it got that bad so I'm very aware of my warning signs now and I am I am slightly concerned that you know this this space never sleeps and I don't want to glorify hustle I think you know we need to move past that we actually actually have conversations about how are we going to build this in a sustainable way so we are here for the long run so over to you I'm sure you've got some thoughts and opinions in your own journey that you know, if you're willing to share, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much an open book. If you go to my Instagram, (laughs) I I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I am one of those, listen, I'm a doer. Like, you know, I'm not going to act like I'm perfect or I have all the answers because I'm the first person to share insights and give advice. And the first also person to need it. You know, sometimes you need your own medicine, (laughs) right? And yeah, uh, but that's a lot of times, you know, you're able to support others and, uh, and see their needs because you yourself have been through it, right? So you could take what you've been through and that actually becomes a gift and a strength. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing when you're on the other side of it, of course. Um, That said, you know, definitely, you know, in, in web two, I worked on building what's trending. I got lots of recognition from it, but then uh, there was also a huge uh, career moment that was very traumatic when I very much publicly split from the news organization that we were with. And that was a huge blow for me at the time and something I still need to really, I, I have a lot of triggers that come from it that I still need to deal with it. Luckily, like you, I have the tools and awareness, but you know, it, it doesn't make it, it easier, but it, it does, you know, over time, obviously time definitely does heal. But, you know, when that happened, like my whole world fell apart overnight, you know, I went from having like a huge deal with the big, uh, 
media company, billboard in Times Square. I was about to sign like a seven-figure deal. Everything that I'd worked so hard for was starting to make sense. Like everyone was paying attention to me. I was top of the world. And literally it was like having a nightmare. Everything fell apart overnight. And I wondered to myself, like, why did I work this hard if this was my destiny? And that, you know, was a bit of a downward spiral moment where looking back, and I definitely knew I was going through possibly a mild depression. And I started acting out behind the scenes in my life, doing things that I'm not very proud of. And I had to really come to terms with later on when I had more, not just clarity, like the, the, the storm had cleared a bit. And I kind of saw what happened, how I dealt with it. And I said to myself, okay, yeah, how do I want to be? So, you know, sometimes they say you could know all this stuff until you go through something. It's hard to really make that decision for yourself. Uh, that's, that doesn't mean like we can't share what we've learned and hopes that someone could know better and do better for themselves <laughs> because it's valuable. And so, you know, my hope is that in sharing my experience, yeah, it, it helps you. And, and because of all that, that said, I, I, I never took time to go to therapy after that happened. So I never really processed it, dealt with it, which is why all this other shit happened. And, uh, and then I, Put, I put my head down and just kept working. And I worked, 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 worked. And I thought that I could just, I'm going to work so hard that this will be behind me and I'll just win and succeed no matter what. But then what also caught up with me was uh, the fact that I'm human and that I can't solve things by just continuing to do, 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 do. And then I got, yeah, really burnt out. And not not only did I get burnt out, I stopped really understanding why I'm doing all this because I kept having, having, having so many highs and lows and I was so attached to my work and my company, my identity was rolled up in it that if my company failed, I was a failure. And I was continuing ever since this big trauma happened this is obviously something I always thought it was embedded in me, but ever since that happened, it became more of a reason why I need to prove everyone wrong. I need to and prove my like prove to myself that I could do it, you know. And so it just became this constant cycle, like a hamster on a wheel, until you know, as they say, you're you're not gonna. Uh, you're going to keep seeing the same stuff come up until you learn. And I had to hit a lot of walls. <laughs> You know, seven figures business, almost bankrupt. Seven figures again, almost bankrupt. Let's do it again. How many times I'm going to do it until I learn like, wow, maybe I'm not, maybe I should shift how I'm behaving and like, what's the lesson here? And so after a bunch of those things in my, you know, the past 10 years, you know, I really um, realized that I need to start working on myself. I can't be thinking that my job and all these things are going to be bringing me that happiness or that satisfaction. And that's when the healing really began a few years ago. That was like the long winded story, I guess. But uh, once I realized like, okay, I, 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 this situation isn't changing. What do I need? You know, I read the artist's way, which was a really great book for everyone. If you've ever been in a place where you're like uninspired, 
in a bad place. This is a great book with exercises that really help you find yourself again. And I started finding myself in that excitement again. And then of course I, I did a lot of different personal growth workshops and then started traveling again, kind of like doing things that were on my bucket list, but I wasn't actually like, I wasn't being the person I wanted to be. I wasn't showing up for myself. Uh, and then that, yeah, it, it began a long journey that continues now started going to therapy really good. <laughs> People say that for a reason, <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I feel like it all happened now looking back, it's, you know, it's always hindsight is twenty twenty. looking back. Now I see it, it now being in web three and finding some new success here and excitement. I get to approach it differently. Now I see, Oh wow. What a beautiful thing I went through so that now I get to move into this space differently and then share everything I learned with everyone else. I, I love that. And I, I'm just sat here smiling because I can relate to so much, if not everything you just said. And I think that that's something that we all do. I, I, I've definitely tied my whole sense of worth into my career, into my business. And if things weren't going well or things weren't working, like you said, I was a failure. I wasn't good enough. And this is this is just I think like the foundations that everything else is built on right because if you don't believe that you're enough if you don't if you're constantly needing other people's validation to make you feel whole you are setting yourself up in life to fail and that is where I think a lot of my anxiety came from mm. was because you know I just was constantly trying to please everybody else I didn't feel like I was enough so it was all about chasing the next deal the next this the next that you know I'd go out on weekends and buy myself something just to make myself feel something and it was just such an empty existence and this is this is one thing that like the the wisdom into web 3 is just like i i i do not want to repeat those patterns but it's hard because you are in we are in a bear market as well and i'm watching everyone around me launch these projects and you know i'm thinking totally. oh my god like you know am i doing it am i doing enough should i be on more twitter spaces should i be doing more podcasts should i be yes. i'm not doing enough and i'm and i and i catch myself do it and instead of now jumping in and doing more i actually go okay I'm gonna go and run myself a bath or I'm gonna go for a walk down to the beach wow. just to break away from it because I know if I throw myself into work again that is I know where that path leads and it's not a very happy well Georgie and I kind of want to addictive it's an addiction look oh at it God, as an it addiction is. it's it your is. monkey brain it's your d dopamine you're saying okay I, I have it here but I need more there Look at it. If we start mm -hmm. looking at these behaviors more as an addiction, we could start mm -hmm. seeing how unhealthy they are versus looking at them as the solution, right? And you just said the perfect thing. And it reminds me of what my therapist, shout out to Lauren Taus, um, told me, you know, when I, when I was trying to get, find a, a good, healthy relationship, and, you know, I would default to texting that person when I knew I shouldn't text them. Or I would get anxious, like, oh, they're not going to text me back and like start going crazy. She goes, mm -hmm. please, you're going to, I want you to detox, like no more texting or going on apps, anything for at least a month. Every time you think, okay, I want to text that person, do something for yourself. And so I think similarly, that's a, a, a great, uh, a great exercise for how we act in our professional life as well. What works anywhere can should work everywhere, right? Or like how you do anything 
is how you do everything. So I always say, if it's working one area, use that as an, uh, as uh, I guess like a framework for another area of your life. And it's amazing how it actually works. So when you're feeling that anxiety come up and listen, you're preaching to the choir. This happens to me all (laughs) the time. When you feel that anxiety coming up, instead of saying, what more can I do? Or how much more can I think about this? A lot of times it's a signal, yeah, that you need to step back because you're actually not listening to yourself. You're listening to everything else around you and what you think you should do and who you think you should be versus how great you are. And, and like, you are exactly where you need to be. doesn't mean that you might not have ideas and things to do, but that's not Mm. the best way to start making choices and working on things. You don't want to start working on Mm. ideas and projects from a place of anxiety, fear, or scarcity. Mm -hmm. One one million was said and and you just said a word then that I I wish I could ban should anytime I catch myself going I should be on that Twitter space I should do this I should do that I go oh there it is again you know that word that you know it's like I choose to I that could be a good word you or you know to, if I'm feeling like sometimes I get to yeah or uh, what when I have that voice and I'm actually trying to figure this out right now how to distinguish my authentic voice, like the voice, this is like, this is my gut. This is the voice of reason from the monkey brain voice from the baby Shira voice. And so a lot of the times I think that we push away the voice and, um, what I'm trying to do is one, acknowledge the voice and say, I hear you, you know, what are you feeling? Why, why do you want, well, I feel I feel not included. I'm scared. I'm worried about blah, blah, blah. Let that voice vent and come out and then go, what have I said? It's all going to be okay. I've got you. You're safe. Like, and we're not going to do that right now. But, but, just, and like, have a conversation with it and say, thank you. Yeah. I hear you. Not now. Thank you. I hear you. Cause like, yeah. I think the more you push away your voice, you're almost like pushing away yourself. And then you're like, uh, it, and then you're also shaming yourself. And that also defeats the purpose. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do you see yeah, how no, like absolutely. in you saying even oh. no, wrong. Yes. You're like, yeah. it's like you're slapping your own hand, which is like not very nice. That said, on the other side of that, I say, you know, sometimes maybe it's energies that are not supposed to be acted on. And I say, mm. boundaries. Thank you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Although that, that word boundaries, that comes up a lot as well. And uh, yeah, I think in our sort of like FOMO culture, it's sometimes hard to have those boundaries, right? But um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I've learned, like I said, I've learned my lesson the hard way. But one of the things I saw that you do, um, I, I was looking at your Instagram and you do obviously gratitude every morning, which is something I I love I doing try as to. well. And, I try to. Again, I hate yeah. when I when I like act like I'm this like all encompassing. <laughs> no, I try to. There's definitely a you list of best. things I would love to do every day. And, uh, I think that when we create this, like this sense of like, this is my exact routine every single day, like that is not human, it's not normal. Um, and, but it's, it's, it's good to know the things that work for you. And so these are the things I know work for me. Yeah. And I, I, I do, I try to do gratitude every morning or even in those moments you just said where I catch myself talking badly to myself or like doing something like that. 
I say, okay, let's, once I acknowledge it and say yes and hey, whatever, I go, okay, I'm going to think about all the things I love right now about me or all the things yeah. I'm grateful for right now. Like counterbalance mm-hmm. the things you like say negatively about yourself or to yourself with positive things. And then it's amazing yeah. how your brain will just like let go. And then it's just another thought that came and went. A hundred percent. I think as well, gratitude puts everything back into perspective for me. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you've, you haven't worked this hard to then go and work this hard to be stressed and miserable. Like, you know, what are you actually grateful for now? And I don't know about you, but I always find there's this confliction sometimes between me being really happy and grateful for where I am, but having this audacious big goal to where I want to go. And sometimes they're conflicting energies that kind of like flare up inside of me. And I'm like, I really want to be grateful. And, you know, maybe just go and have a, maybe a bit more of a chill Day, just being in this bubble of gratitude, but I also really want to, you know, have all this, achieve my mission and do all this. So it's like, it's that constant balancing act for myself. And I, I, and I feel like it's kind of very similar to all high achievers of like, you know, we've got these missions, we've got these whys, we've got these big ideas that we want to accomplish, but we also do want to come from a place of sheer joy and gratitude and, and enjoy the journey. I think that's, I think that's probably the thing I'm trying to remind myself is to enjoy the journey. No, I think what you're talking about, this this conflict, a lot Mm. of us have it. And I think you do the work. It's like spirit abs, right? Because then the more you work, the more you close the gap of what you feel like you need to do and what, and, and really who you are and your inner joy and and your inner Mm. wisdom, right? Because we have those things we are that are outside of us, our goals, the world chatter, all this stuff. And we, and as we do in our work and, and go through our own journey, uh, we then realize, Ooh, there's this other stuff that really helps me. That feels good. That makes me feel safe. Like I feel like myself when I'm doing this. And I think that, um, you know, cultivate that and then the other stuff will become easier. And then the gap between like the reactivity and then the ease and flow will lessen and lessen. Like that's my, uh, that's my take on it. Eckhart Tolle is amazing. He talks a lot about this, uh, that you don't need to like drop your goals or intentions. Like, you know, and you get to acknowledge yourself and your needs. That's part of knowing your self-worth and valuing yourself right? And I think that there's ways that those things can coexist. It's just about like being kind to yourself around the process. Like you can say that your day is shitty and validate your emotions and say like, this sucks while knowing that your life is amazing. Like two things can exist at Mm. once. That's really powerful. Like that's the, Mm. yeah, that's the duality Mm. of life and like the juiciness and it is a dance and it's about allowing yourself to, I think, glide through each side with grace, love, and compassion yeah. for yourself. A hundred percent. Oh, this is like, it's like therapy. I feel like, you know, I'm just like, I'm going to come, I I'm going to come off this. Yeah, it's like a living that I, I say, you know, I, I, I mean, these are the juice. I love these conversations. Like, you know, the NFT stuff and the web three stuff is a technicality. Yeah. It's a way that, um, we build industries and business models, but the stuff we're talking about is like the glue. Yes. It's like, our humanity. And that excites me. And that's something we'll be talking about no matter what. It's not like trendy. Mm. It doesn't come and go. This is life, baby. 
A hundred percent. And and talking about life. So what what is what's happening in your world right now? What are you working on? What are you sort of like what what's next? You know, you've achieved so much. What's next for you in this in this exciting space right now? I appreciate that. Well, I'm also always working on myself and knowing what you just said, owning yeah. that. Because I, I, I joke around recently, I came up with this phrase like career dysmorphia because I feel like in many ways I've had that where because of everything that's happened I had this idea in my head of who I am and what other people think of me and that's really fucked with me Mm -hmm. in my head right and how I approach things so I'm learning to let that go and like enter this new phase with just awareness and you know, everything that I share, really practicing myself and really knowing that I'm going to be okay and that I get to do whatever I want in this lifetime. And also actually what was really great, I had this awareness that, um, and this, this is the prayer I do now all the time. Like, but I do have my manifestations, my goals, but every day, instead of, you know, just those things that that was actually creating a lot of more anxiety for me. Mm. My manifestation <laughs> goals were creating anxiety because I was trying to control them so much. And if they yeah. happened or not, I was like, what's wrong That's with not me? manifestation, oh is God, it? Am I not getting it? Am I not showing up properly? Like, anyway, I was driving myself yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I finally broke down one day and said, universe, higher consciousness, universal consciousness, fuck it. You got me. I let go. I surrender. I surrender. Just take me on, on my path of, uh, of my highest purpose and service for all. Mm. And I just said that, and you know what? I've had a lot less of anxiety since (laughs) because I do the work. I know Mm. I do the work. I'm a worker. I, I create, I have goals and I know that about myself. And now I just get to also let go and trust. And that that is definitely helpful. And I hope that supports someone. But I get to keep on practicing that. Um, you know, I'm continuing to build my company, What's Trending. We're trying to figure out the next stage of how we also enter Web3. And Peace Inside Live is a big focus of how we really bring wellness to Web3. Is there a product? Is there something that we get to build or I get to build around that? Like I talk a lot on you know Twitter spaces, my videos, shows, your podcast. And I recently also had this realization of like, okay, I, I want to stop talking and I I, th- I want to start building things. Like I, I want to build the things that I see and imagine. I don't want to just be like a thought leader that's sharing all my, my insights with others. And then I'm like, you build it. And then ask me to be an advisor or consultant. Although, you know, sometimes that's fine. But we have some ideas of what we want to do um, in terms of Peace Inside Live, not just bringing wellness to Web3 communities and their teams. And, and you know, in many ways, we, we call ourselves like wellness advisors. We build custom programs utilizing the Web3 tools. But how do we ourselves as a company build ourselves on Web3? So that's something I'm navigating and uh, figuring out right now. Uh, I continue to do Twitter spaces when, I'm, when I can on Mondays and Wednesdays, I have Alpha Mondays with uh, Brian Fanzo and my friend Manushka and Women in Web3 Wednesdays. And of course, my uh, weekly Inside Web3 show uh, where we give you like a really short, like 27 minute. This is like a nice long conversation. Uh, mine are really sh- like short 
<laughs> um, but it's easy to like kind of get a mm. sense of the week in the news and like what's happening. Mm. And we talk to industry leaders and experts and influencers and all that. Um, and then I, I want to really figure out how to continue to bridge the gap between Web 2 and Web 3 and just uh, tell better stories, educate folks so no one is left behind. I love it. And I have no doubt in my mind that that all won't be achieved and manifested and brought into reality. And uh, Cheryl, I could sit and talk to you all day. I've just absolutely loved this conversation today. I've been smiling. It's Aww. been therapy. It's been phenomenal. Um, but where can I send people? Where should they go to find out more about you? Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for being a great host. And yeah, you, you created the space for me to share. So thank you. Uh, you could find me at Shira Lazar everywhere on social media and inside Web3, wherever podcasts are available. Amazing. We'll make sure we put all the links below. And, uh, oh, and for everyone in, who's listening. And Peace Inside Live. Oh. We do uh, weekly Twitter spaces on Mondays where you can get your uh, your bit of mindfulness to start the week. Absolutely. We all need that, especially in Web3. Well, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in today. I really hope that you got as much from this podcast as I did. And I look forward to uh, hearing all of your feedback. So thank you very much, Shira, Honor, and uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give a little share on your social. And if you have time, please leave a review. And I hope to see you next time. Take care.